0: Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy.
1: Thank you for joining us for Therapeutics Thursday's podcast. This podcast provides an opportunity to listen in as members sit down to discuss what's new and ongoing in the world of therapeutics. My name is Erin Kopi. I am an ambulatory clinical pharmacist with Parkview Health in Bryan, Ohio, and I will be your host today for the episode. With me today are Nick Gladjack, who is a pharmacy clinical coordinator at Banner Health and the Centralized Disease State Management Team, and Andrew Tenpas, a clinical assistant professor at Irma Lerma Rangel School of Pharmacy at Texas A&M University. Thanks for joining us today, Nick and Andrew. Let's get into today's topic, continuous glucose monitors.
0: So yeah, in general, continuous glucose monitors include a wearable sensor with a transmitter that will send glucose data to a paired receiver. There's two categories for CGMs right now. There's intermittently scanned devices and then real-time continuous devices. While the real-time continuous monitors will constantly push blood sugar data to the paired receiver, those intermittently scanned monitors must be scanned by bringing the paired receiver close to the sensor to display that data. Despite needing to be scanned, the most recent available intermittently scanned devices do have alarms to alert the user at a high, low, or rapidly changing glucose levels so that they can scan and determine how to respond. As to what specific products are out there, Freestyle Libre 2 and the older Freestyle Libre 14-day sensors are currently available for intermittently scanned devices. The more recent Libre 3 sensor that was FDA-approved in May 2022 is a real-time CGM. features a smaller sensor compared to the Libre 2 device. so I think, two stacked pennies for the Libre 3 compared to two stacked quarters for the Libre 2. Additionally, the Libre 3 does not have its own receiver and must be paired with a smartphone for use. So Dexcom G6 and Dexcom G7 are probably the most commonly available real-time continuous monitors. So the G7 model was just approved by the FDA in December 2022. And the biggest advantage of the newer model over the older model is that the newer one, the G7, has a transmitter built into the sensor device, while the G6 had two separate prescription items for the transmitter and the sensors. And then just to note, other real-time CGMs include Medtronics Guardian Connect CGM and Eversense E3, but we'll keep our focus on the Libre and Dexcom sensors today.
1: Great. Thanks, Nick. With all the different brands and models available, how do you decide which one's right for your patient?
0: Clinically, the newer sensors, which is going to be the Libre 3 and the Dexcom G7, are both very close in terms of accuracy, and both are going to be slightly better than the older versions. So both Dexcom and Libre sensors provide customizable alarms for high and low blood sugar readings. So insurance coverage can play a large role in determining which CGM is best for the patient. But if cost and coverage are not issues, then there are some other considerations to think about when deciding between options. So the approved application site varies by brand. Both of the Libre sensors are recommended to be applied to the back of the upper arm. So this is a possible site for both Dexcom devices, though Dexcom G6 sensors are also approved to be applied to the stomach, which may provide more discretion if patients are worried about the device being visible. Initial setup for the Libre devices may be simpler, especially compared to the Dexcom G6, which has a separate transmitter that snaps into place on the disposable sensor, so it's more parts for the patient to keep track of. However, the newer Dexcom G7 has a combined sensor and transmitter, which makes it much more similar to the Libre sensors for initial setup. The Libre sensors can be kept in place for 14 days compared to just 10 days for the Dexcom sensors, which means less frequent device changes. The intermittently scanned sensors, the Libre 2, have to be scanned regularly to fully capture the data for reporting. So the sensor on the patient's body only holds on to about eight hours worth of data. So some of that can be lost if they're only scanning twice a day or just once a day. Certain other medications can interfere with the accuracy of these sensors. For Dexcom sensors. Acetaminophen doses above one gram for six hours, and any dose of hydroxyurea may falsely elevate glucose readings. For the Libre sensors, vitamin C doses above 500 milligrams per day can falsely raise glucose readings, and any salicylic acid may falsely lower them. Lastly, if patients are interested in or currently have a tandem or omnipod insulin pump, the Dexcom G6 sensors will integrate with those pumps and enable the pump to automatically adjust insulin delivery based on the CGM readings. Dexcom G7 and Libre 3 have announced plans for future integrations, but at this point are not compatible with insulin pumps. And then Medtronic's Guardian Connect CGM does integrate with the company's own pumps, and the features are based on the pump series.
1: Great, thanks. You mentioned cost and coverage issues for CGM. So what kind of patients typically qualify for using these devices?
2: Well, thank you, Aaron. That's a great question. So I figured I would start first with insurance coverage requirements. So according to the old Medicare criteria, there were four requirements that patients had to meet. Requirement number one is that a patient had to be seen in the clinic within the preceding six months. The second requirement is that they had to have type 1 or type 2 diabetes, which makes intuitive sense. The third criteria is that they had to be using an insulin pump or three or more daily insulin injections. That's probably where the biggest change has occurred in the last couple of years. And then the fourth and final requirement is that they required frequent adjustments to their insulin regimen based on their CGM or BGM results. Now, beginning on July 18, 2021, Medicare eliminated the requirement for four times daily finger stick testing in order to qualify for a CGM device. Medicare beneficiaries were allowed to use any type of insulin therapy. And it was also amended to state, quote unquote, multiple daily administrations of insulin instead of, quote unquote, injections or the use of insulin pump therapy. And because they opened it up, it allowed for greater coverage for people using inhaled insulins like Afrezza. Now, further changes have occurred in the last couple months. In March 2023 specifically, Medicare expanded CGM coverage to patients with type 2 diabetes who were taking any type of insulin as well as members who were not on insulin, but had a history of what they called problematic hypoglycemia. Now it's estimated that this new policy will impact approximately 2 million patients and allow them to become eligible for Dexcom and Libre CGM systems. Still, insurance coverage tends to be rather specific to the patient and a specific plan. So no matter what, patients still need to receive some sort of prescription from their prescriber, and it can be taken to a local pharmacy or even be sent to a DME store. DME stands for Durable Medical Equipment. Now you can check to see if your specific insurance plan covers a CGM system. Dexcom, for example, offers a free insurance benefits checker to see if you're covered. DanaTech, which is affiliated with the Association of Diabetes Care and Education Specialists, ADCES for short, provides an insurance coverage tool that can help patients determine if their insurance might cover their CGM device. So, when you log on to the website, you select your payer, your plan information, and in the state that you're working with. And if your plan isn't listed in the search tool, you're encouraged to contact DanaTech directly or even your specific insurance plan to see if coverage is available. Now, there are approved DME suppliers, and they tend to be very similar between Libre and Dexcom. Some of the approved DME suppliers include CCS Medical, Edge Park, U.S. Med, Byram Healthcare, Solara Medical Supplies, Advanced Diabetes Supply, USHL, Diabetes Management Supply, Edwards Healthcare, BLN, and then finally, Mini Pharmacy.
1: Great. Thanks, Andrew. There's Definitely a lot of requirements and can be confusing to figure out if a patient is covered or not. So what happens if I have a patient who is interested in the CGM, but their device isn't covered by their insurance?
2: If a patient wants to pay cash price or use a discount card, they again, still do need a prescription from their prescriber. Now, if you want to use a discount card like GoodRx, for two boxes of Freestyle Libre, it might cost anywhere from $133 to $154. For three Dexcom G6 sensors, it could cost anywhere from about $170 to $189. Now, if you didn't want to use GoodRx and you wanted to use a different discount card like SingleCare, for two boxes of Freestyle Libre 2, it would cost $141 to $155. And then for three Dexcom G6 sensors, it'd be $331 to about $398. So, however, you can save a little bit of money by using your phone with your CGM phone app, meaning that you don't need a reader device. Some patients do prefer to use a reader device with the Libre 2 or the Dexcom G6, but you can save a little bit of money by downloading the available phone app and linking it to your sensor or transmitter. You may be able to find better deals at your local pharmacy, including independent pharmacies specifically. So try to visit your local pharmacy and obtain price estimates from the staff there. You may be surprised at how good of a deal you can actually get. Now, as I mentioned, there are patient assistance programs available, but the devil is in the details. Dexcom specifically has a patient assistance program, but there are very specific criteria for approval. For example, you could be eligible for CGM devices if you're first a U.S. resident. Secondly, if you've been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, Third, if you have no insurance, and that includes no enrollment in state or federal insurance plans, and you meet household income requirements, which is currently set at 400% of the U.S. federal poverty level. So, again, double check with Dexcom to see if you do meet these requirements. Now, Dexcom, if you do have a high copay or plan to pay out of pocket, they may have a savings program for you. So once you, again, obtain that prescription and bring it to a local pharmacy or a DME supplier, you can use a coupon for Dexcom to save on the monthly cash price, if that's what you want to do. For example, through Dexcom, you could save $200 on every 30-day supply of sensors. You could save $200 on every three-month transmitter, especially for the G6. And then you could save more than $200 on the G7 receiver. If you're using the G6 and want to switch to the newer G7, but your insurance plan hasn't added it or approved the G7 with their formulary, you could take advantage of special pricing through Dexcom at about $89 a month through your local pharmacy. So you pay the $89 per month, and then your normal copay will automatically kick in once the G7 is added to your insurance company's formulary officially. Physicians and providers can request a 10-day Dexcom G6 or G7 sample to introduce patients to Dexcom, but again, you'd probably want to look at their website for more details. Now, switching to Freestyle, Freestyle does offer the My Freestyle program for diabetes education support. If you're commercially insured or cash paying, you may be eligible to receive a voucher for one free CGM sensor and one reader when you do sign up. You fill out the form, request a prescription from your healthcare provider, and then you can redeem the voucher at your local pharmacy. However, this voucher is time sensitive. It's only good for about 60 days or so. And then finally, if you are a patient and find yourself on Medicare, you're likely not eligible for these type of patient assistance or voucher programs, but you could still utilize those discount card programs like GoodRx or single care.
1: Great. Thanks, Andrew. Once you have figured out what CGM your patient's eligible for and gotten them all set up with it, what kind of data is available when the patient is using their CGM?
2: Well, these CGM data allow us to create something called an Ambulatory Glucose Profile, or AGP for short. In essence, it's a standardized report across the brands, across Freestyle or Dexcom, that presents data, including the GMI, which stands for the Glucose Management Indicator. It's essentially the same target as an A1C. However, this uses 10 to 14 days worth of CGM data to essentially estimate what the patient's A1C would be if they kept up on that trend for a full 90 days. So other data points that we get are average glucose, standard deviation, percentage time and range, percentage time high, percentage time low, data captured versus sensor usage, and then general patterns and including a data overlay. Now, why do we need an ambulatory glucose profile? Well, for healthcare providers and patients, using A1C alone, because it is essentially a 90-day report card of a patient's blood sugar readings, it tends to be, in some cases, rather inadequate and even unreliable. A1C, for example, doesn't capture the specific highs and lows that patients might experience throughout the day, or even overall patterns in their glucose levels. Now, the first ambulatory glucose profile was actually discussed almost 35 years ago in 1987, but software had to catch up, especially over the last say five to 10 years. And now we're able to create these ambulatory glucose profiles or reports that are visually intuitive and actually actionable with our patients. Now, the software converts all of a patient's blood glucose readings into a waveform. So you can see peaks and troughs and trends over time. It can show the median glucose control line, the 25th to 75th percentiles, which captures about 50% of the glucose readings over that analysis period, and even the 10th to the 90th percentiles, which captures about 80% of those glucose readings over that same period. Now, there is evidence to support the use of CGM devices. The first trial was the IMPACT trial by Bolander and company in patients with type 1 diabetes. They found a 38% reduction in time in hypoglycemia and a significant reduction in the mean number of finger sticks in patients in that group versus the control group. There was no significant change in A1C between the two groups at a six-month follow-up. So essentially, that means patients spent less time with low blood sugar readings, and they had to poke their fingers less compared to the control group. Now, the second trial was the REPLACE trial by Hack and company in patients with type 2 diabetes. They found a 50% reduction in time in hypoglycemia and a significant reduction in the mean number of finger sticks in users versus the control group at six months. So these trials, once again, and others show that CGM users have low blood sugar readings less and stick themselves less than those using traditional glucometers. Now, Dexcom specifically does offer, especially with the G6, the Dexcom follow app where patients can automatically share their real-time data with up to 10 loved ones without any sort of manual scanning. And Libre, conversely, offers LibreView, which allows patients to share their blood sugars data with healthcare professionals like myself and Nick and Aaron. and patients and providers can even view their own ambulatory glucose profile reports over time.
1: This all sounds like really useful and informative data that the patient can find out, but how are we able to access the information as a healthcare team and review their data?
0: So in order to view any of the CGM data, it requires a healthcare professional account on either the Dexcom Clarity or LibreView websites. In order to get data there, patients with smartphones can download the Freestyle Libre 2 or Freestyle Libre 3 apps, obviously for the Libre sensors, or the Dexcom G6 or Dexcom G7 apps. Of note, for Dexcom, patients will also need to download the Dexcom Clarity app to enable uploading of that data to the cloud for sharing. So once your patient pairs their smartphone with the sensor, they can then authorize your professional account to view their data, either through a sharing code or an email invitation. And using that smartphone and authorizing sharing is generally going to be the simplest way to access patient data. But if that isn't possible, that Libre app or the Dexcom Clarity app can provide some statistics for manual review. For patients that use the standard device readers, these can be connected to a computer so that the data can be uploaded to those Dexcom Clarity or LibreView websites. You can use your professional account from there to access the data once it's connected to your computer, or the patients can do it at home with their own computer as long as they've authorized that data sharing. So Libre2 receiver can also provide some basic statistics for manual review under the review history option. The Dexcom receiver does save all the data. However, it only displays a few hours worth of recent data. So to actually get meaningful information from it, you'll have to connect it to a computer. And just like Andrea mentioned, both websites provide that standardized report, that ambulatory glucose profile, and that generates a PDF file, which can be printed or uploaded to the patient's chart.
1: Any other last counseling points that the patients need to know about using these devices day to day?
0: In general, these devices are made to be worn while swimming or bathing. Just make sure that patients are patting the area dry instead of rubbing it to avoid pulling that sensor out of place. Typically, it's good to counsel patients to be mindful of the sensor when getting dressed to avoid pulling the sensor out, and also avoid tight-fitting clothing over the sensors. The adhesive on the sensor is generally enough to keep it in place for the full wear time, but sometimes there can be issues. Both manufacturers do have some resources available on their websites for issues with the adhesives. So first thing is just to make sure the patients are applying the sensor directly to dry skin and avoiding hairy areas. If the patients complain of the sensors falling off early, there are some liquid adhesive products that can be applied to the skin before putting the sensor on. So, things like skin prep, skin tack, or massesol liquid adhesive. And there's also some products that can be placed over the top of the sensor, like overbandage, tegaderm, opsite, or like medical or sports tape. Patients are complaining of any issues with irritation from the adhesives on the sensor. Some of the adhesives that I mentioned can act as a barrier to prevent that irritation. Another option is trying to apply two puffs of an OTC nasal steroid spray, so something like fluticazone, to the sensor area just before putting that on and waiting until it's dried. If patients do have trouble cleaning the adhesive after removing the sensor, they can try products like Unisolve, Tack Away, Detach All, or even try household cooking oils.
2: Now, in my experience, and it's probably the same with Nick and Aaron, it's not entirely uncommon for the sensors to fall off prematurely. Once again, with Dexcom, they should last a full 10 days. And with the Libre 2, it should last, again, 14 days. However, if the sensors do fall off prematurely, it may be too soon for the insurance company to authorize another refill. When this happens, I usually recommend that a patient call the manufacturer, so call Freestyle or Dexcom specifically, and explain the issue. The fact that they have essentially 24-hour hotlines suggests that this actually happens rather frequently. So sometimes the company will send the patient a free replacement sensor directly, which can help to circumvent the insurance companies until they're available for their next refill. If you do find yourself traveling through the airport, tell the security officer that you're wearing a CGM device. You can be hand-wanded and receive a full body pat-down with visual inspection. Also, let the officer know that you cannot remove the sensor since it's inserted under the skin. Do not go through the body scanner or x-ray machines directly with your CGM device on.
1: Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you, Nick and Andrew, for reviewing CGM and for joining us for today's episode of Therapeutic Thursdays. If you haven't before, I encourage you all to check out ASHP's ambulatory care resources. You can find member-exclusive offerings such as the ambulatory care career tool, certificate resources, rotation guidelines, policies, and info on billing and reimbursement. Be sure also to become a member of the Section of Ambulatory Care Practitioners Connect community where you can exchange ideas and ask questions from your peers. Thanks again for tuning in for this session and join us here every Thursday where we will be talking with content matter experts on a variety of clinical topics. Be sure to subscribe to ASHP Podcast through your favorite podcast provider.